Hi, welcome to Activate Podcast, your weekly Christian podcast that seeks to motivate, educate, and inspire, bringing hope to the millennials. Listen to Activate Podcast on Anchor Podcast, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, Castbox, Radio Public, or any of your favorite podcast platform. I am your host, Simiu Nalenya, and welcome to today's episode. It is my pleasure to speak to you tonight about this topic on Christianity and politics. I will share some typed text here, adding some voice notes, then I will avail this full sermon on my podcast and written notes on your website. My name is Simeon Alienya, a fourth year student. I'm partaking food science and nutrition, and uh, I love nutrition more, though I do a bit of tech stuff, and I am also a minister. I'm born again by choice and saved by grace. I'm not yet married, but I'm looking forward for it. My role tonight is to help us understand this concept of Christianity and politics under these objectives. Number one, it will be to define the whole matter with relevant examples, help you understand the relationship between politics and Christianity. And by the end of this discussion, we will understand what our role are as Christians in the political arena. Then, through biblical perspectives, we shall be guided better by the scripture to understand this whole matter of politics and Christianity. Then by the end of this conversation, we shall see the importance of having Christians engage into politics and what they need to do to bring a change. Here we go. So, Christianity are interested in politics like never before in the past that you can bear witness with me. The desire for human welfare on its moral as well as its economic side is the new factor which is everywhere and it's transforming the political life. I will introduce some ideas that the Christian tradition contributes to the foundation of political liberty. But before I do, it is important to be clear that while Christianity gives us key insight into politics, Christianity is not a political program with specific policy recommendations. There is no single Christian model of government and Christians can hold a variety of political positions and can disagree about many other things. What Christianity provides is an orientation, a foundation on how to think about political and government. One that, uh, how to think about political and government, the one that is more often than not, that does not speaks about the limits of what politics can accomplish. In the very nature of the case, uh, the church is deeply concerned in this changing order. But what should be its relation with politics? How far many church and state mutually affect each other? These are some of the questions that we need to answer. An intelligent answer to such question must spring from a knowledge of the history of of church relations with politics and uh, political movement in the past. In tonight's discussion, we shall dig deeper into this topic with reference from some of political historical books and depending heavily on Holy Spirit for guidance through this discussion and we shall do some good referencing from the Bible. 
I am certain that some of us have heard about the phrase separation of the church and state. What does it entails actually? That's an assignment for all of us. How far many church and state mutually affect each other? I can say an intelligent answer to such question must spring from the knowledge of history of the church relations with political movements in the past. Politics was not in the foreground of early church as thought. The class among whose member Christianity were making headway was politically and socially too weak, too unorganized and obscure to take any very vigorous interest in statecraft. Moreover, the age was so soon to pass away and the present duty of individual preparation for the coming age so pressing. That proclamation of the advancing reign of God and personal purification in anticipation of the coming and judgment swallowed up all else. Nevertheless, this very proclamation was politically of profound importance and in fact was both radical and revolutionary. The Christian and um, the relationship between Christianity and politics is a complex one. The church has played a mixed role in the history of political liberty to be sure. At times it has suppressed political, religious and economic liberty. Yet despite that, and unserious caricatures of history from secularists like Steven Pinker, Christianity has been one of the most important force for liberty and idea of a limited state. Though Christianity is not a political program, it nevertheless gives us a certain way of thinking about the state and the role of politics. The radicalism of Jesus' Christianity was no message of social patchwork, no program of gentle social amelioration by gradual reform. It doomed the present age with its kings and princes, its rich men and rulers, its pride and despotism to external destruction. Jesus felt there could be no compromise Men could not serve God, other uh, no. Men could not serve God and other beings. You have to pay allegiance to one person, as indicated in Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-four. It says that you cannot serve two masters. Faith in this kingdom meant for Jesus and his earliest followers the abandonment of all the value that were linked with the ambition of ordinary life. You can check that in Luke chapter 23 where it says that if one one want to become a follower of Christ, you should abandon every other thing and follow him. The world as Jesus knew it was condemned, recorded in Matthew 24 verse 3 to 5 and also Mark 13 verse 5 to 37. Not even the tremendous indictment by the apocalypse of John of Rome and Caesarian extend the revolutionary fury that echoes in the words ascribed by Jesus by both Mark and Matthew and evidently emphasized by Luke. Nothing will survive that judgment. 
neither the throne of Caesar nor the temple of Jerusalem. Even the famous answers so often misinterpreted render to Caesar what belongs to him and to God what belonged to God was really revolutionary. It was like a political thing. It puts God and Caesars where Jesus really considered them at two poles. It is important to note that Christianity or Christian vision of government is not simply a secular vision of government with religion sprinkled up on top. Secularism is not neutral. A Christian vision of government is grounded in key theological and physiological ideas about the nature of God and reality, the importance of justice, the, the, value, of re, sorry, the value of freedom, the role of family and rich understanding of human person as created in the image of God, made for flourishing and called an eternal destiny. The question is, how do these things play out in our understanding of politics? Now, here comes what is the role of Christianity in politics. I can say a Christian need to pray for the government. In 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 says that, I urge you first of all that that request, prayer, intercession, thanksgiving be made for everyone for kings and those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and holiness this is good and pleasure uh, this good and pleases our god and savior who wants all men to come to knowledge of the truth we don't pray so that economy gets better or so that our lives are happier or easier we pray first and foremost for those in authority so that there will be peace in land so the gospel could go forth and people could see the reality of Christ in what we say and how we live. Christians tend to often be most negative, critical people who blog, send emails, send little things like WhatsApp forwardings to one another that you open these little ads towards one another on both the direction, it ends up exploding everything. But I wonder what will happen if we pray and cared about our souls and souls of other people and asked ourselves first and foremost, if there is a kingdom of heaven that's spiritual and external eternal and my allegiance is first to Christ, maybe that ought to be my priority first and foremost. Send message of hopes and inspiration. Pray for the government. Another thing that a Christian should do is to be a model of truth, justice and righteousness. The world changed because of the events that are recorded in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 40 to 47. The people in the early church lived in a corrupt culture with a corrupt government where there was tremendous injustice and immorality. Yet they came together, they loved each other, they followed Jesus, they made sacrifice that uh, sacrifice they met and deepest needs in the community. What are we doing? We should be doing the same thing. 
as individuals we should be helping runaways teens helping those people who are sexually abused helping those people living with hiv and aids regarding of how they got it we should be feeding the poor and living in community with harmony with, with each other when christian live like christians we are most winsome most powerful on the face of earth so today or tonight let's let the church be the church let radically live out ad model not sub servient agendas around smaller issues but bigger agenda of christ and him crucified in conclusion it is now clear that the church should be involved in politics like never before James tells us that to them who knows what is right and they don't do it to them it is a sin. The political arena has been so dirty to a point that the only people who can stand there and transform this nation are Christian. Go there and be the agent of change. Let's get started. Let's get into our political arena and change the narrative. The church is looking unto you. Go now. Ciao.